Welcome, Internet Denizens, to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsa Ben and Friends where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two good friends of ours, Tiago. Yo. And Rose. Hi. Best friends, one might say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and not- I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have all played nothing. Instead, Yay! we're going to be discussing the developer commentary <laughs> and interviews that uh, shed light onto the creation of Ace Attorney Investigations 2. Since Investigations 2 was the one game that uh, Desi and I had not played, uh, we did not, uh, I did not go into research mode as well for this game, and I instead experienced it uh, with fresh eyes. Although I had seen some things on the internet prior to playing Investigations 2, so I was not completely unspoiled about every aspect of it. Um, Cards on the table, like I knew Gregory Edgeworth was going to show up, and you were going to get to play as him in one case. Gregeworth. You know, so that I knew a few things here and there, but I didn't know any huge big spoilers, thankfully. I I had missed, like, the Simon Keys revelation and, and stuff like that. Um... But uh, yeah, so I didn't do my usual research, uh, and so I did that this time, and I thought, why not bundle all that up into one episode so that we can talk about uh, some of the development and also some of the fan reaction and uh, the things that you know people thought about this game and reacted to it and that sort of thing. So uh, we're doing that here and now. Um, I guess before I jump into some of my first notes here, I will quick go around here. We've had, uh, since we have last recorded, we've had two weeks now to kind of digest this game. Uh, I know we kind of did wrap up thoughts last time, but did anybody here have their opinion drastically change uh, since we last talked? Is anybody feeling higher on it now that it's in a slightly more distant memory? Or are you, uh, or are you more like, ah, it was fine, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I liked it better than I thought I would. I feel I feel better about it now that I have a little space after being frustrated. Uh, not to say I didn't like the game. I, I feel like I I got a little grumpy, but overall, I think my impression was pretty positive. But I would definitely feel better now that I'm not like on a time crunch, you know? Right. Uh, I think that in regards to that previous game, the previous game, I really enjoy a lot of the like. I feel like this game had a lot more cohesion than I initially, like, initially gave it credit for, like, the sins of the father being passed down to the son, and that is, like, a recurring theme in this game, as well as, like, Miles Edgeworth coming to reckon with, like, his two dads. Um, so, like, I, I think that this game is, like, very... I thought to myself, like, most Ace Attorney games have, like, a case one or two that's just, like, a random fuck-off case that has nothing to do with anything. And I thought, like... When, as soon as we started doing the, like, uh, Gregory Edworth case, I was like, wow, this seems, like, kind of unrelated to the previous two cases, the prison case and the uh, presidential assassination. I wonder how this is going to tie up together, and it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, good shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, this game is overall living in my mind, like, at a pretty decent place um i i really did enjoy playing through it um i liked a lot of the characters that showed up uh and it was fun to uh see uh, a lot of the the recurring characters that they brought back they did try to occasionally do some new things with them or at least have them clash with other characters in interesting ways in particular i'm thinking of you know shelly the killer right Clashing with yeah. Dogen and that sort of stuff. Um, like Shelley the Killer doesn't really change. He doesn't really have a character arc or anything like that. He's just a force of nature. And so they use him that way in throughout the rest of the game. Um I mean I, I thought that was kind of that was kind of neat. Um like the biggest character moment he really has is at the end when he's like, Well, I guess I won't kill you because I respect the honor of another assassin making this request of me, you know? Um but uh but yeah, it, it's it's interesting. This game is often very highly regarded in the fandom. 
Uh, and I did for a while wonder if that was because it was the only one that hadn't gotten localized. So there was a little bit of an exclusivity feeling, right? If you got to play it, if you, you know, knew and read and understood Japanese originally, or, you know, if you played through the fan translation, not as many average fans would go through that hoop, right? To, you know, find a way to hack the files and, and get load that all together, that sort of thing. So there was a smaller subset of the fandom that had played this game. So that I wondered if that had kind of amplified it a bit you know because it was a little bit of a again like that ex feeling of exclusivity but um but i don't think that's that that explains all of it right you know i i do think it is a pretty good game overall i definitely think it's better than investigations one um i do, I do think it's an improvement on that game and uh and yeah i i uh i still had a lot of fun with it so i don't know if i'm <laughs> putting it above you know say game three or something like that for me um but uh it's it's still it's still I would I would say it was probably uh, further up there. One day we'll have to do a ranking <laughs> uh, episode in which we rank a whole bunch of uh, cases uh, and see where we 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 put everything. Um, yeah, that so, yeah. would that would be like one of the most heart wrenching podcasts out there because I would like fucking see, I I don't know man. There's a lot of cases that I love, and then there's some cases that I think could. Deserved a better chance, I would say. Much mm -hmm. like uh, the Big Top Berry Circus or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't... They, no, they tried to give it a second chance, and I didn't like it that time either. When was the second chance for the Big <laughs> Top Berry Circus? In this game. <laughs> oh, true. I mean, honestly, it, like, it kind of creates this notion that if you join the circus, you're going to become a killer. Uh, which, like, this you know... you find that interesting. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I, yeah, that'll that'll be a whole separate podcast. That might have to be like a video because we're gonna have to pull out the fucking tier list shit. Yeah, yeah I still don't I, remember we, anything. We, we, we would gone. have to do it that way. We would have to do it that way. So yeah, uh, file it away for the future, perhaps. Um, so, uh, yeah, I will uh dive into some of my notes here that I was taking. Uh, again, a lot of this is referenced from uh Yakuten Saiban Library. Uh, blogspot dot com. Uh, Ash, the translator there, they're a incredible resource for the community and have translated a lot of otherwise untranslated interviews with the devs. Uh, so pretty much, I'd say like 75% of my notes are coming from reading those, uh, you know, translated interviews by them. Uh, and the rest is is coming from other translated, you know, or, or you know, localized interviews done uh, across the internet. But again, this was the one game that didn't come out here in America, so... Very, very few U.S. outlets ever really talked about this game um, or to the devs about it. It, it would be, you know, they did stuff, uh, some stuff, I think, for Investigations 1. But for the most part, this one does not really have too much of an English presence. Uh, so uh, some uh, kind of like accoutrement, so random trivia here. Uh, reading through uh, the one bit here, and there's some questions and answers with the de developers, is that uh, originally they wanted the first case to be set at Gord Lake, mm -hmm. like it finally was, but they thought that that was too big of an area for a tutorial case. So they said, oh, we're going to set it at Gord Lake, but that is just that's just too big because we they assumed that it would have to be as big as it was as we previously saw Gord Lake to be. Yeah, uh, that's like four fucking screens, right? You know, or yeah. something like that. So they moved it inside of Miles's car. Uh, this was the idea to like have it be inside his his Interesting. car and have it be uh basically like the story would begin with Miles getting uh in a car crash and you like the initial screen being like, oh, "Is Miles all right? Did he die behind the wheel?" But then when the camera zooms in. It's a completely different person who died in the car crash, and they've got a nice knife stabbed in their chest. <laughs> uh, oh, no. So that was their that was their shocking introduction uh, at first for the game. But as much as they like really liked this kind of like idea to to tease the player as they first started it up, uh, they realized that they had the opposite problem now: is that it was too cramped. <laughs> They're like, well, now you're just stuck inside a car for the whole case. Uh, so that's not going to work either. So instead, they decided to go back to Gord Lake and they said, well, what if we just made it so that it was locked down for some reason and you could only be in one segment of Gord Lake? 
Yeah. Um, and so that is when they started to develop the whole presidential speech, you know, setting and have it cordoned off, you know, with the police lines and the crowd kind of blocking things off. And then basically had it just be inside the plane and outside in the immediate, like, area, you know, that that's kind of square area, uh, garden area where you could walk around for a bit. Yeah, it was essentially uh, just like the stage for the president's uh, speech and then the audience area. And those were like the outside. It, so like the whole car idea kind of reminds me of that one. Uh, I I recall it in a previous recording that we did that Shu Takumi wanted to do like a race car murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck don't we have more car-themed murder mysteries? I feel like <laughs> I want more. Like I want, I want a, I want a driver who like started the race and then died halfway through. Right, that sounds right. sick. Um, maybe one we, day we'll get there. But one uh, day. But yeah, I mean, wait, so... you you know if we did or not? You played the other games. <laughs> I know, and I'm being I'm being coy to leave it open. <laughs> okay. Um, we no spoilers. That's our it's our rule. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that they did is we talked a little bit about this in that the devs said that they wanted the first case to feel like a final case uh, right out of the gate. And the way that they did that was uh, by bringing the president of Zhang Fa in. Uh, Originally, he was not planned to show up in this first case. Instead, it was going to, you know, be teased throughout the game and, you know, show back up later, you know, as the, uh, you know, kind of for the final cases type stuff. But um they said, well, what if we just have him show up? He's here giving a speech. It's very, very silly that the president is giving a speech at Gord Lake of all places. <laughs> but um, but they said, what if we brought him here? And that is kind of then how things spiraled into the false assassination attempt. So, uh, so yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting about how they kind of pulled in things from later in the game into the beginning to try to ratchet up the excitement. The car idea is is real cute, though. Like, I do like that. I understand why they didn't go for it. Like, totally fair. I probably would have made the same determination. But I really like it. That's fun. Uh, Speaking of unused ideas, I'll bring up uh, another unused idea that they had, which was um, they were giving a presentation. This was, uh, let's see here. Uh, This was called the... 10th anniversary special court uh this is also where they announced uh ace attorney five uh, at the same time at the very end of this presentation for fans they uh you know they also announced the next game right at the end but um and they showed a trailer here apparently for uh, professor layton versus uh ace attorney but uh, they talked a little bit about some of their unused ideas uh and uh they mentioned a new character here who is a dolphin trainer they had a case they had their they had this was their as you said tiago their one-off case that has nothing to do with anything else right yeah so they had their one-off case this was going to be the third case originally and you would have a dolphin trainer and she was the kind of person who would not talk to humans at all she only could really get along with animals one of those type of characters right Mm. yeah and so the uh critical part of the case would have to be that miles would have to become friends with the dolphin to be able to communicate with the dolphin trainer uh and miles are famously known for loving all animals and <laughs> he's great kind. he's great with women children and animals yeah all so, the time yeah, so that like would the be the way descript- he's got to get her to testify that way basically like by talking through the dolphin to her <laughs> We've now like, established wild. that Miles Edgeworth has the same patterns as like the Antichrist in that film. Uh, what's the film where like they raise the Antichrist? It's like a famous film. The Ex- Remember? The- All right, <laughs> you, you know the- more specific. Well, I'm sorry. The Antichrist? All right, the <laughs> Antichrist. The movie called Antichrist. Yeah, I think it might be the movie called Antichrist, where like, um... <laughs> yeah, I think I'm pretty sure the Lars von Trier one. I with Willem Dafoe. I'm googling, man. Give me a second. It might be the one with Willem Dafoe. Um, yeah, it might be the one with Willem Dafoe. That's the one that starts off with like the fucking coyote in the beginning, right? I uh, have not seen it in literally forever, so I cannot tell you. 
Okay. The point being is that, like, you can tell who is evil by, like, an animal's not liking them and, like, oh. other children and women being scared. So, like, now... That doesn't ring a bell for that movie, but, yeah, you could be right. <laughs> uh, I, we might be thinking about separate films. Um, yeah. That's typical Antichrist shit, though. That's normal. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. like, I like how, like, Miles Edworth has, like, this warlock-esque energy around him. <laughs> <laughs> like, just through sh- his sheer demeanor. Um... You know, I actually do love that they rag on him for it for the entire game. Fucking Gummy and uh, K. I'm mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, I, as soon as Sar- no, Rose no. started saying, like, um, oh, yeah, women, children, animals, I was like, oh, yeah, like the devil. Um, uh-huh, like the devil. <laughs> like the devil. Um, Poor so they, they Basically, this was going to be set in a SeaWorld-type location, right? Um, and the dolphin world. would be... The dolphin would be a critical part right. of the case um, as well. And uh, what happened then is that uh, the producer, Ashiro Motohide, uh, started yelling at the director of the game, Yamazaki, because he was like, you've written a game that is far too big because this included everything else that's already in the game as a result. And also then this case. And he was uh... like, what are you doing? Like, this is too big. We're never going to be able to get this done. Uh, so they cut the third episode. And because of this, the game would now only have four episodes, which is when they split the final episode into two separate episodes. So that is how we got the Forgotten Turnabout and the Grand t- Turnabout. You know, um, we, Wait, we... So there was a timeline where the final two cases were one case? Exactly. Yes, exactly. That. Jesus Christ. So we already said, man, this should have been more cases. And here's the thing. It was originally one enormous case right where everything yeah. was all all combined in one the, all the stuff with you know the best you know dad and everything I'm, like I'm all that stuff was, he was stopped because that like was you, too long right and you can see a little bit of that right because the whole the best confrontation arc with his dad happens in the next case right um, yeah. so you can see a vision of that in which that feels like the 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 climax, right? And then you're like, oh my god, there's still more. We have to yeah, figure that, out who the real that, mastermind is. We didn't get the real mastermind kind of thing. I yeah, can see that should have been its happening. own goddamn case, though. Like for like, because that would be my favorite case, right? Like easy, like yeah. uh, the thing that I take away from this game that like really lifts it up for me is Sebastian. Mm-hmm. When, that, which I never would have thought when I saw his dopey little face and his his little like twinkly piano dunce theme music playing. I should have <laughs> known. Right. I should have known right then. He, but you know, he, he, was, he was really Rosecore. He's really Rosecore, <laughs> and also like I said that when I first saw him, I said, "Oh, this is a Rose character." Also, like he just he had a story that happened yeah, he had a character arc <laughs> you know that was that was real solid the other one thing is that also this dolphin case would have featured prominently uh john marsh and set him up at that point as well um so that oh, is now yeah. then okay. why we kind of see john marsh get that brief teaser in case three uh with greg Ed- gregory edgeworth and everything that that one bit where you see him uh in the in the one uh, display at the museum there, he, he shows up for like half a second and they're like, who's that weird child? And then you never see him again. I mean, they they set up John Marsh during the fucking ice cream case, which is like strange, right? Like that he showed up to look at ice sculptures. What the fuck was that part of his arc? <laughs> uh, and the other thing then also was um, the president of Zhang Fa was also supposed to die in this third case. And then got moved to be the victim of case five. So there was a bit of a reshuffling for everything, right? You know, they kind of uh, kind of rearranged everything, kind of kept the the parts, but just moved them around, you know? Uh, yeah. That, uh, like... I still, it was still too long. Like, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> they right, cut it right. down. I'm glad they were stopped. It was still too long. Like, that last case, I, I was, it wasn't the most heated I've gotten. Playing this game because I did have that one time where like, um, I accidentally broke the the like sequence of events, mm-hmm. um, with the like with the shoe like, 
I don't even remember the case anymore. I'm blinded by rage and I've lost my memories. I believe it was the second case in Apollo Justice in which that, like, uh, there is a prompt in which that we ask Emma Sky something. Oh, yeah, and she tells you to fuck off. And then you have to go get something else and go back to her, but she's already told you to fuck off. Or something like that. What happens is that, if I recall correctly, uh, there was a prompt that was checked off. And you had oh, to click yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Prompt, checked off prompt to, like, continue the story. But it's like, then why the fuck was it checked off? Yeah, you shouldn't check it off if I'm not done. Okay, now I remember. That's the maddest yeah. I've, I've been, like, objectively. <laughs> <laughs> I got, whoo, I got real mad. But um, the the last case I did, I was like, I'm I'm, like, getting a little grumpy that this has taken me so long. Um... But in like I said, in the end, I still came out of it positive because that like finish was so strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a strong finish. Yeah, uh, it I'm... just felt like a wait after a while. <laughs> you just like, <laughs> oh, it's finally over. You just, I don't know. I get that feeling a lot with some with a lot of these games where it's just like mm-hmm. it was fun while I was playing it, but it's just it's like a huge relief once everything's over. You're just You're like, like, oh, I thank God, it. I can go I to bed. I played the game. Know? If the tension is taut. Right. If it's perfectly, you know, the perfect level of tension, then uh, I think that that's like almost ideal in a way. Right. To have it be this like release as soon as the game is over and you're like, yes, okay, wow, that was that was satisfying. Right. If it's just the right amount, if it goes just a little too long, though, then, yes, that's when it tips into frustrating. Um, I am scrolling. I'm just wrapping up this event page that I was looking at. And uh, Mizuki Ichiro uh, sings the Seal Samurai theme for the crowd here, which is <laughs> fucking incredible. Oh, hell uh, yeah. The Devil Man, Mazinger Z, you know, uh, oh, singer yeah. who, who passed away uh, last year. Um, just not in- uh, incredible not voice. Yeah, yeah incre- incredible voice, incredible singer. If you've never <laughs> seen any of his stuff, uh, just Google his name. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if that. I don't, I'm letting my I'm letting my wife not not have to deal with that. I'm moving on. I'm so what? I'm, I'm not throwing her under the bus for that one. It's okay. I was I was talking right. <laughs> just just bad timing. It's fine. Everybody understands. Yeah, we all understand. Yeah, done, but yeah, he's done a lot of singing. I backpedal. What the fuck do you want from me? Yeah, he's done a lot of really good, really good like classic giant robot songs. I think he done he's done some common rider stuff. You know that kind of thing. Um, so he sung. Uh, the Steel Samurai theme for everybody there at this event. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty fucking cool. I'm also looking at a picture right now of uh, Shu Takumi playing a fucking electric guitar here. And I'm going to put this in the chat here for everybody so that you can that's see this. Sick. <laughs> Holy shit. He looks there like he an Ace Attorney character. You... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's it's pretty fucking cool, honestly. Um, it looks, it looks dope as hell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, w- would we all, like, create something that gets famous enough for uh, to be able to go up on stage and play some guitar along with, you know, a famous... Imagine being super creative <laughs> and making a game and knowing how to play the guitar. Some people probably do that. That's, like, Christ. Uh, people, <laughs> okay. Why do y'all... Stop. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> you can't be good at more than one thing. Oh, true. Good point. My bad. <laughs> uh, so I've got uh, just a real one-off since we're talking about Takumi. Um, he obviously was not involved in this game, uh, this one or the first Investigations game, really, aside from helping, you know, with the creation of the original setting and characters. Uh, he might have given some behind-the-scenes, like, opinions on things, but he is not listed in the official credits or anything like that. Um, he did help with promo work for it. Uh, but, uh, as part of this interview, uh, that they, uh, did with a bunch of the crew, including Takumi and, uh, Ishiro Motohide, the producer and the director, Yamazaki Takeshi, uh, somebody asked them, what brings you comfort at work? And, uh, Ishiro, the producer says the drinks after a hard day's work. Oh my uh, god, dude, stay away from the bottle. Takashita <laughs> says, it's not really at work, but I love seeing people buying Gyakuten Saiban at the store. And then Takumi says, I 
wild turkey bourbon and Mr. Takashita's smile. <laughs> oh. uh, and then Yamazaki, the director of Ace Attorney Investigations and 2, says, we have a snack corner at the offices of the Gyakuten Kenji team. You'll always find the newest snacks there, so it's really the spot where everyone takes a break, but we also get fatter there. Laughs. <laughs> okay, I was about to be like, I really hope they don't have, uh, like, a fucking bottle of whiskey in the, in the snack <laughs> corner. <laughs> you know, I know they that's, do, that's the one. That's the one thing we've learned, uh, you know, is that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of drinking going on. <laughs> There's a, a lot of drinking going on. Um, I feel like I've got to apologize for being sniffly with my allergies right now because I am nah. oh, yeah. nah, causing they, a scene. It's bad this through. year, folks. No, it's not. So, I don't even hear it. I don't hear All right. it. Okay. Uh, so Nobody then, hear it. Close your ears. Time. Simply uh, do not listen. <laughs> there is also a, uh, this is from 2011, a Dengeki Online a Q&A, fan Q&A with the developers of uh, Investigations 2. Uh, this is also translated by Ash at Kyakuten Saiban Library. Uh, and so they basically took online questions from fans and uh, the whole uh, dev crew answered them. So these answers are not one person answering, right? It is like a collaborative answer. Just It just says, from the Ace Attorney Investigations developers, right? So it's yeah. hard to know exactly who uh, wrote some of these. It does say some of them do have names at the end here. Some of them do say this was from, you know, Mashiro or this was from Yamazaki. So occasionally they do say who. Um, but all that to say, uh, I have a few of these fan questions. Most of them are goofy, but I thought they were very entertaining. Uh, so a fan question from Bikini Monster. Nice. Where do they sell that frilly thing that Edgeworth always wears? It's a bunch of napkins oh. custom shoved into his neck. Oh. Uh, and the developer's answer, it's a custom-made item by a designer hired by Manfred von Karma. It's not something you can easily find, so if you want to try to make one yourself, go ahead. Uh, I'm going cravat. Good lord, Europeans. <laughs> uh, like is K a dog person or a cat person? Off of vibes alone, dog. Crow person. Uh, the answer here is she's a bird person. God damn it. But if, but if she had to choose, probably a cat person. She was playing it with the cat in the prison, remember? Ah, uh, god damn it. I lost. Uh, <laughs> a, a question that I think even came up with us once Does Kay go to high school normally? <laughs> uh, I, I, it may I not look like it, but she does go to school. Her best subject is PE. That makes that sense. Yeah, that's true. She's a jock. <laughs> uh, and this one is also uh, pretty decent here. Uh, why does Sebastian DeBest have a conductor's baton? From Moeru Lion. Uh, according to himself, the investigation of a case is always dangerous. It's dangerous just to touch the evidence you've just found. So he pokes the evidence first with his baton to see what happens. Does he think that everything is a bomb? That like... would be me, though. I, I'm all, I'm pro, like, I don't know what this is, I'm gonna poke it with a stick. Like, right. that checks out. Literally everything, though? And why I does mean, it have to be a conductor's baton? I what thought, are we gonna do? Touch stuff and put my fingerprints all over It's just like a retractable, like, Wear gloves! He gloves. is wearing gloves. By the reason, the reason, uh, by the way, the reason why he is wearing gloves 24-7 is because no matter what trouble he might get into, quote, He'll never leave fingerprints because that's how a first-rate prosecutor conducts himself. End quote. Oh, dad taught him that. <laughs> I guess, but like, then why does dad has stupid-ass fucking gloves with the words death on the fingers? Uh, that's just because he's an ace attorney villain, I think. Yeah, fair enough, I guess. It's terminal. So. <laughs> uh, fr question from Gyakuten Ranpa. What does Mikagami hit with her hammer? Uh, sorry, Mikagami is uh, Justine Courtney's Japanese name. Yeah. Uh, it's the floor. They don't find footprints, but gavel prints wherever she has visited a crime scene. In the yeah. early production stages, there was an idea to have Sebastian take out a stand and that she could use her gavel on. So originally there was an animation in which he would pull out a whole judge's stand 
push it in front of her, and then she would slam down her gavel on it. Oh my god. I want to see that yeah. animation. <laughs> That's actually sick, actually. That's tight as fuck. Uh, uh, so I assume it was probably just too big of an animation or elaborate of an animation to make that happen all the time. But um, that's very funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. The the time sinking of him setting up the fucking stand would tilt us so hard. We get... That's true. We get grumpy when the animations are too long. <laughs> Tiago I... and I are like, like animals that get like, oh, if you do that, it bothers them. Like It's the fucking like, I, I imagine myself as like the chimpanzee bot- knocking on the door being like, let me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um so like justin corny has a big ass gavel and she hits it on the ground right mm-hmm. do you think how does she think it weighs like is it top heavy how how heavy is it i hope it's heavy seven. so she can be buff as hell okay uh we got seven and rose's whole answer ben what's your answer uh that's a good question um I'm, I, I, yeah. I imagine it's actually pretty light. Gavels are actually... Uh, have you ever lifted an actual gavel before? No. They're they're not, like, heavy, but they are unwieldy, right? Yeah. At least like, the, the one I picked up the one time, it was, like, the you know, because it's all wood on the one end, basically, and then a little tiny handle. They don't make them, like... They don't make them really big anymore. They don't make them like I, they used to. <laughs> I think they make them pretty tiny now, honestly. That's such but. a shame. <laughs> I'm just imagining that, like, Imagine she takes out the gavel, she hits the on the ground, and the gavel just fucking snaps, right? Like, because I can't imagine the head of the gavel could be supported by an extendo sta- staff, right? Yeah, whatever's right. in there's got to be strong as hell. Otherwise, that's she's got like a fucking bloodborne trick weapon, basically. <laughs> she really does, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude. Pl- role play Justine Courtney in Bloodborne. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> uh, slightly related here, a question from Aru. Can the gavel of the regular judge also extend like Justine's? Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. The he... answer from the devs is no. Aww. He'd hurt his back. Boo, He'd hurt his back if he swung a long gavel like that. True. <laughs> it's for his own safety. He could have um, used to do it when he was younger. Come on. <laughs> no, he's the most human judge, all right? If, no matter The most human person would, if they had a giant hammer, just be hitting shit with it. They would accidentally kill somebody, and then he'd feel super bad about it. Remember that one time he was a witness, and he gave testimony, and when he gave wrong testimony, he was fucked up for, like, a whole day? I mean, <laughs> like, his testimony wasn't be. even all that wrong. But he was still fucked up. He, yeah, like, had to go just, home. He's he, like, I'm he such got, a disappointment. He got... Somebody led him as a witness into... By accident, purely... Because there was a gunshot, and he heard a noise, so that must have been the gunshot. But it turned out... Every loud noise in the Ace Attorney yeah. universe is a gunshot. <laughs> he had to take a mental this health one day. one time. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> good. Take a mental health day. <laughs> Imagine, like, like, fucking Miles and Phoenix are, like, arguing, and, like, he just gets up and be like, Guys, I gotta take a mental health day. Y'all are going too at it too hard today. Miles and Phoenix need to take a mental health day. <laughs> True. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, he he tells everybody, including the defendant. All right, mental health day, everybody. We'll we'll be back tomorrow. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I just right. wonder, like that gavel. I feel like it would snap, and like as soon as it did, Dusty would be like, "Aw." <laughs> I get like, another the next one. My yep. gavel. It would be funny if she opened up her jacket and there was just like a whole bunch of them hanging, like on the inside of her coat. Like a bunch of watches, you know. What I I thought of the Resident Evil Four merchant. Whenever I think about something yeah, inside of a jacket, what are you buying? What are you prosecuting? I love that. I <laughs> yeah. love that guy. Get him to be a judge. The new guest judge is the Resident Evil merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I've, I've loved him for so long. He's like one of my favorite Resident Evil characters. <laughs> what are you testifying? <laughs> okay, so, uh... let's move on. Yeah, we gotta yeah. walk. We gotta but have on. him have him on the stand now. Okay, no, he'd be the okay. judge, and then I like I can't, I can't let people think I like something that's popular now. I gotta <laughs> keep going. Uh, it's it's kind of related. Capcom. Uh, there's a couple questions here about Ray Shields from fans. Uh, so the fan Sukushinbo Popo Popo asks, "What does Ray Shields pose with the double piece sign mean?" So this is actually really fascinating, just a little cultural difference uh, that a fan was not, uh, you know, sure what was going on there. Whereas we read that 
instantly as the quotes symbol. Yeah, so he's the doing air ex- quotes at yeah. you. So the devs explain, that isn't a peace sign. It's a gesture often used in the English language world and is to emphasize a phrase with quotes. You'll see it used a lot in foreign drama series, so try to look for it next time you watch one. That's so. kind of wild. Yeah, I guess that isn't because... Wow, I never thought about the possibility that like the quotation marks isn't translatable. Yeah. Huh. A fan also asks, uh, did Ray pass the bar exam at age 19? If that's true, that'd make him a prodigy, just like Miles. And they said, yes, he did pass it then. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Excuse me. If, if I, everybody... I don't know. Everybody's amazing. It doesn't yeah, if everybody yeah. passes the bar at 19, no one, no one is special. <laughs> this bar is getting lower. And then the devs continue. I wonder how many notepads he had to eat for that. <laughs> I think he has consumed the Library of Alexandria, and that's why he's able to do all this. That bastard. <laughs> that bastard. <laughs> uh, um, go ahead. Miles Edgeworth fan club member number three also asks... Oh, it's me! Has Ray ever <laughs> never had problems with his stomach by eating paper? And the devs say, no, it's the paper the human body can safely consume, so it's okay. He's also very careful when it comes to his health. Basically, I'm just going, like, don't worry about paper? it. It's it's paper that's totally safe to eat. <laughs> that's that's actually fucking hilarious. The fact that, like, people are worried about his uh, goddamn digestion. I think, uh, honestly, as someone who ate that ate paper, much paper on screen. He didn't eat that much paper on screen. He's, like, fine. He, he washed it down with, like, some of the corpse gelato or whatever. Yeah, people did eat that. People ate yeah. that gelato that had a dead body in it, everybody. <laughs> I was wondering how that... long Dal would allow that to linger in the air. Oh, I was still <laughs> upset about it. And at the time, I was like, this is terrible. And Tiago, you were like, I would do it. And I was I... like, please. <laughs> I think if I didn't know, I mean, it's just gelato. Well, of course, if you don't know. But if you, once you know afterwards, like, that's bad. How much, like, do you think germs can travel through gelato? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Never mind. My bad. All right. Never mind. I won't eat it. <laughs> Please do not eat anything that has a dead body of, uh, like, a human person. I'm glad <laughs> you added more stipulations because that's what yeah. cut in like a huge <laughs> asshole and be like, yeah, but, but yeah, you okay. eat meat. Um, there's a and and it takes a lot of work for that meat to be safe for us to eat. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, just don't also, eat high on the food chain. Yeah. The fans also then ask uh, a little bit about Blaze to Best. Uh, so there is a brief question. I, I won't go fully into it, but they mention, hey, take note of all the prosecutor badges on Blaze's jacket. There is one spot open for Miles's badge, uh, if you didn't notice that. Oh. Um, so he's got a whole rack of all of them, and there's one little spot left. You know, that's that's not filled in uh, for Miles's badge to go there if he if he beat him. Uh, and then a question from Tomopon. I felt a shudder when I realized that Blaze de Best, uh, Manfred von Karma and Damon Gant were all active in the same period. Are there any plans to show how these three became evil? And the devs answer. It'd be fun if we could tell the story of those three, but it'd probably become something like a dark Roman picaresque. I doubt that that'd make for a good game. <laughs> Buddy, yeah, give me the game. We don't want this to become Game of Thrones, so we're not going to do it. Play, <laughs> I want to like play as them. <laughs> I got, so real quick, just so I can remember, Damon Gant is the police chief in Case mm-hmm. 1-5, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so we're glad that I could use my powers of memory. One and who loves to go swimming. <laughs> glad I could recall. Oh, boy. Active recall, go! Um, yeah, I mean, that's awful. <laughs> they, yeah. They've essentially made, made uh, like, constructed a... The Le- worst prosecutorial office ever, right? Just through, like virtue of like the fact that they system made all these failures <laughs> yeah and you know they were all like covering each other's shit up right like right Absolutely. they were all like yeah like we're we're like kind of scrabbling for power between us but also like 
you know, we can kind of make it work together as a team. Right. Right. Even if they weren't, like, actually working together. They covered each other's shit up. They definitely did. Do you guys think that Damon's alive in prison? Probably. He's a police chief. That's fair. I guess there are... Special treatment. Yeah, true. I was like, there's two, like, timelines, right? Where he has, like, a Godfather-esque setup in his jail cell. Where he has TV, food, restaurant, takeout, grub hub. <laughs> grub hub. Or, or the other situation where, like, he is being beaten every day by all the other prisoners. <laughs> He's just dead. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I, 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 like, I kind of forgot about that guy, and then I thought about him, and I was like, oh, that guy was actually, like, pretty cool as, like, a villain, you know? Sorry. Yeah, just... they've got, like, three, like, really compelling villains, and they're... They were all hanging out at the same time, like... Chilling. They're going to create Evil Court. Evil guy, <laughs> they did! <laughs> the League of Evil. Uh, Manfred von Karma, Blaze the Best, Damon Gantz, and Patricia Rowland. Um, she's there, too. She's part of the Evil League. You got you, Let her be yep. there. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> she's there! Uh... There was another question from uh, Tiger Inu. Can you tell me which of the new characters were most popular with the staff? And the question here, they answer this with the most popular character amongst the female staff. That's what they answer with. So would anybody like to guess the most popular character, new character in this game, amongst the female staff? Uh-huh. I, I have my guess. I'm waiting for everyone else to say their guess. I'm trying to think of all the characters. It's probably Simon. My guess is also Simon Keys. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying Simon. to pick the worst possible thing. <clears throat> I I picked his Jokerfication. Um, no, you know guessing. what? It's probably John because uh, again, women are either characters or mothers. Change Jesus. my answer. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Uh, Das, what's your guess? Hmm. Which one do the female development staff most like? Ray. All right. The answer is Sebastian DeBest. God damn it. Uh, they had better taste than we <laughs> give them credit for. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, you know, ladies. They're actually based as fuck, actually. That's on me. <laughs> That's on me. I I was thinking the Joker Fried one because I thought, like, you know, I'm thinking about, like, fucking sexy murder clown. Yeah, because right. everyone in Japan mm-hmm. just fucking loves clowns. True, they love them over there. Maybe we should take a lesson. No. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All righty. Uh, last question I'll pull from this question and answer session is uh, from Mika. They ask, I think that Gumshoe helped a lot in Ace Attorney Investigations too. Are there plans for a spinoff with him as a protagonist? A spinoff with, uh, uh, let's see here, with Francisca also sounds fun. And the devs answer, it'd be fun to have series with other protagonists besides Miles. However, perhaps a detective game wouldn't work if Gumshoe was the protagonist. Wow, dude. If Francisca became the protagonist, though, we'd need an assistant who can withstand all the whipping. So that might be difficult to find. I think that Gumshoe can get a game bro he'd be like the uh he'd be fine oh you guys are so i know I, even the devs are kicking gumshoe i know they didn't treat him as well this game <laughs> i'm glad that like the people in the q a are pushing back. Push back he got his moment at the end but it took a while didn't it <laughs> i didn't think i didn't think he'd be fucking eviscerated like every time like i don't know like i get the whole thing about gumshoes that like he is supposed to be this incompetent detective but like He's got fucking heart, man. Like, he's in it for the right reasons. He cares about these people. Uh, He does want to find the evil perpetrator. It's just that, like... It's strange, because, like, when we play as uh, Phoenix, he's, like, antagonistic. He, like, always accuses our client and pulls up evidence that is, like, fucking... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's circumstantial at best. But Mm. it's not like he's doing it out of a malicious reason. Manfred von Karma did it so that he had his perfect record. Gumshoe's doing it because he's just wrong, and that's, like, a problem in and of itself, but, like, 
not a fucking affecting of his character. Give the guy a break. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're all gumshoe stands here, essentially, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, I think I think we need to we need to we I would love to see gumshoe get uh more of a starring role, and I don't think that. Uh, that everybody else needs to think so poorly of his intelligence <clears throat> and character, you yeah, know? <laughs> Wasn't there, um, like, the idea is that this game was actually going to star Emma Sky instead and be, like, a detective game instead? Is that, like... Yes, that is correct. We so, could have had I... Emma Sky and Gumshoe team up. They could have been friends. It could have been, like, uh, uh NBC series. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can let me see if I can find it here. There was definitely a segment here where they actually talked a little bit about that. Um, let me see. I know I have it in my notes here somewhere. Baba Booey. Uh, Baba Booey. Yep. Baba. I like saying Baba Booey. What, what's Baba wrong with Bowie. that? Nothing. Do you not like saying it? I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. I can't believe you hate it. <laughs> no defense from Ben. He's deep it's in the I'm notes. Finding my, it's because I'm trying to find my notes and I'm not. That's when Tiago comes out and nothing to. to say about it. <laughs> um. In the meantime, uh, let me uh bring up this other note here so that you guys can vamp about this. Uh, in a four gamer interview with the devs, uh. They asked about the pun for Sebastian DeBest's name in Japanese. Mm-hmm. So this is his Japanese pun name. All right. Oh. It is uh, Ichiyanagi Yumihiko is his name. Okay. And so you can read the name Ichiyanagi as Ichiru, first class. Yumihiko sounds like the name of a wealthy kid. Uh, but when you read his full name, you can read it as Ichiyanaki Yumiwohiku, which is Using a bow without any arrows. Jesus, bro. Oh, <laughs> so his name is, is a really elaborate pun, basically, uh, to basically say <laughs> firing blanks. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's like the most um, in-depth fucking pun I could think of. <laughs> uh, so I found my notes about uh, the Emma Sky original game here. So they went into a little bit more depth about it. Uh, here. So Yamazaki said, uh, yeah, here, I brought some documents with me, especially for this interview. It's dated October 2007. That was so long ago. Nine years? It's not a proper proposal, but there's the planning memo memo for the game with Akane as the protagonist, uh, Emma. Because Emma appears in the time periods of both original three Gyakuten Saiban games and Gyakuten Saiban 4, the game will portray Emma as the protagonist across both of those periods. It says that here, so apparently that was our plan back then, I guess. Iwamoto says, so you'd also show the past and portraying the passing of the seven years. Yamazaki, we were thinking about making a jump in time each episode between the duo of high school student Emma and Miles and the duo of Detective uh, Emma and uh, Clavier Gavin seven years later. Emma would have had an item called the all-purpose glasses, which would enable her to see traces left on a crime scene that you normally couldn't see. That was the original idea that would eventually turn into Kay Faraday's Little Thief. You know what? They would do some forensic investigations with footprints and follow them with the mini characters and then questioning and all that stuff. Um, And then you'd be given deduction quizzes at the end. They don't go into too much detail about what that exactly entails, but you can see where things grew into investigations then. Mm -hmm. Damn. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The idea of seeing Emma and Clavier like palling around solving crimes together is definitely uh, compelling. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like like, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm like, I want to see Apollo. I miss my boy. We all miss Apollo so much. He's like, I was going to say, never mind. <laughs> we'll get more Apollo eventually. Don't worry. I know. Yeah, he doesn't but... get his own game again. You know, you know how like that is that uh, story about like the, um, the world, the wild things, uh, writer, like a kid said, Oh, I love your stuff so much. And then the writer responded with like, yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad you like it. Here's a drawing. And the kid ate the drawing. <laughs> he was so happy. That's how yeah. I feel about Apollo. I just wanted to put him in my mouth. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and oh he, my god. And he took that and said, like, this is the greatest compliment I can receive from a small child, because he fucking it is, gets it. you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, I was yeah. a little kid. That, I liked your drawing so much, I ate it. It's yeah. so... That's fucking tight as hell, actually. So, like... <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna print out a picture of Apollo later. Um, right. <laughs> Tiago's eating paper again. <laughs> what are you I, stitching, uh... bro? I have two more little bits uh, before we wrap up here. Uh, one was that uh, in one of these interviews, they talk about how it took a lot of technical work to get all the animations uh, to happen for Simon Keys in the yeah. final segment of the game. All the animals and everything like that, they were all really elaborate. And they said they couldn't just ask an animator to do it. They actually needed to get some programmers involved to, to essentially have these, like, the juggling animations happen. They said the biggest one was we had tr- so many troubles getting the gorilla on screen. We had to get a programmer to put the gorilla in for us. <laughs> I it just took up too many pixels. You know? I see. Okay. I'll and they couldn't like, give us young. It slowed fucking, the game down. They couldn't give us young gumshoe. Damn, that's fucking Dess's <laughs> crossed bear. Holy shit! It's so mad about young gumshoe. We were fucking denied. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they 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 put a lot of uh, work into into getting that all to happen. Uh, and then lastly, um, this one's like a little more philosophical because uh, they were asked about, "Hey, how do you uh, handle these games when Takumi, who kind of created this series, is not here anymore and is not you know a director or producer on these games?" How do you feel like you're respecting his vision and that kind of thing? So it was, it was one of those types of questions. And uh, the producer, Ashiro, says uh, there are lots of fans of the Gyakuten Saiban series. And among them, many of them love the characters. Among Talking this- from the point of view of a producer, I want to handle these characters very carefully so that their taste isn't lost. But I also want to make sure they aren't only understandable for insiders. It's bad if new players don't get anything out of it and only the people who already know the series can enjoy it. So that balance is important, but very difficult. Yamazaki says, quote, We cannot destroy Shu Takumi's Gyakuten world. That's our premise. But on the other hand, we can't do anything to deepen the experience if we keep on thinking only the things that Shu Takumi did matter. So it's difficult to strike a good balance between that. Most of the Gyakuten world was created by Shu Takumi on his own, so the rules of that world really depend on him. Of course, it's not like they're set in stone, but the point is recognizing them and building on them. When we want to add something new, we must pay attention to see if it fits the world that's already there and see if it doesn't go against it. I often talk about it with Mr. Iwamoto, but the Gyakuten world really has surprisingly unrealistic parts, but also very realistic parts. You get too far away from reality and it stops feeling like the series, but reality as it is, is boring, so we need to be right in the center of that. We always have discussions as the devs that go like, that's too crazy, it's not Gyakuten-like, or no, that's just about right. And we go back and forth about that all the time. Uh, so, yeah, I just, uh, they they seem to at least have their hearts in the right place uh, as far as like trying to strike that balance for the series. Granted, yeah. this is now a decade-plus-old interview, essentially. Uh, but, um, and Yamazaki... Uh, takes over the series uh, from here on out. You know, he directs uh, Ace Attorney 5 and Ace Attorney 6. Uh, but as of today, you know, not as of today, excuse me, as of na- the present time, he has left Capcom. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is no longer an employee of Capcom. Uh, so that is also part of the reason why a lot of people right now are like, well, what's happening with Ace Attorney? <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's really no news uh, for the series. I feel like I have uh, an antagonistic relationship with Capcom in general, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, now, Capcom's been doing very well as a company uh, recently as well, and the last game in the series, uh, Greatest Attorney 1 and 2, did very well uh, in its re-release especially. So it was very successful. So I don't think it's the end of the series, but exactly how it will continue, I do think, is kind of an open question and we don't really know um now if you're listening to this podcast episode in the future a year or two from now when a new game has already been announced maybe my words 
yeah, maybe my words are going to sound like completely out of whack or uh, perhaps prescient. I don't know. <laughs> but um, maybe we're all still waiting. Yeah, maybe we're all still waiting as well. Like maybe me going like, man, I'd love to get a new Ace Attorney game. Maybe Shu Takumi will come back and do another Ace Attorney game. You know, uh, who knows at this point? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I the series is not dead uh, at the very least because they seem to continue to be doing concerts for it stage plays um like they're they just announced a new stage play for ace attorney so in japan at least it is still thriving and they're rocking and rolling wait so so, yeah uh, so these stage plays right are they based off of existing cases or are they like new cases they are based off existing cases got it i'll just be like yeah we gotta watch one and do a review (laughs) Uh well here's the thing yeah we we could do that um let me pull it up here because these are typically musicals ooh um, so oh. let me <laughs> so these are let me find them here because I I want to get I'm the sorry name theater of kids the I'm not organization I wasn't even a theater them. kid but I respect y'all to a certain degree I I <laughs> I, I, certain... do... <laughs> I was and I don't. <laughs> to a certain degree, I'll respect theater kids. Um, so like, I I just want to touch upon like the 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 like the world like the world building that they have for Gaktus Iban Ace Attorney series. It wish that they have to recognize that there is a certain level of whimsy in the world that has to be maintained. There has to right. be wackadoo characters, but the wackadoo characters need to eat and drink. And I think that like, yeah, having... we definitely had some characters where i was like okay this is stupid but it's okay because it's ace attorney stupid yeah exactly like if <laughs> there's like a, a, who's like the closest character we've seen be too silly for ace attorney i'm like trying to think about the clown it. the fucking clown but that's easy to say right because he's a clown but like yeah i mean i did just hate him who is too much for ace attorney yeah who is like who is a concept so crazy in ace attorney that it could not exist like, I gotta think about that. That's hard. Right? Like, I can think of a couple of people who are like a little too realistic. Like, sorry, Ray Shields. I find him kind of a fun character. Too realistic. Too normal. Yeah. His <laughs> clothes paper are... doesn't push him over the goofy yeah. side to you. He, <laughs> like, he just looks like a human man. He grew out of that. That's the thing, right? Is that like, yeah. he, he grew out of his quirk and therefore became Who's normal. T- who is too much? I want to say... That's rough like honestly like there's gotta be some like crazy ass witness i'm i'm just not like not happening clavier is almost too much almost right like because a rock star who's also a prosecutor basically a rock star who is also a prosecutor it's his band they're a little on the edge the gavineers yeah it just i'm sorry rock and roll and cops just doesn't go good together Boys. That might be, but like in the world of Ace Attorney, that kind of makes sense though, because it's it's a pro law society. Oh man, apparently not, because look has been running the show. Good <laughs> point. Um, uh, so I found my information that I was looking for here. Um, basically, there are there have been some apparently some Chinese stage plays that are not musicals for Ace Attorney. But the main thing I was thinking of was the Phoenix Wright musicals, the Ace Attorney musicals which are done by the Takata Zuka Review, which is an all-ladies musical group. Hell and yeah. They, and these are actually original, essentially. Holy um, shit, they're... Rough, r- roughly, yes. So um, let me pull up the summaries for each of them here. Oh my god, uh, congrats to all lesbians. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever wanted to... Yeah, so there, there are recordings of some of these on YouTube, so maybe one day we can take a look at these. Uh, so I'm glad to to share this this wonderful news with uh, the two shit. of you. But yeah, the Takatazuka Review uh, is a very well beloved um, and I think decently famous troupe in Japan who does these you know stage plays and musicals. Uh, here's the summary for the first one: Dakotan uh, Saiban, The Truth Reborn in New York. Phoenix Wright was thinking about his former lover Leona Clyde. When a news bulletin came I, on saying that Senator Robert Robert Cole had been murdered and that Clyde was the main suspect. <laughs> Yo, oh my god. Uh, so he goes to defend her and names. then takes up her defense against the undefeated genius prosecutor, Miles Edgeworth. 
Why is Miles uh, Edgeworth also in New York? <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. It makes so, sense um, for Miles to be in New York. He flies around all over the place. Okay, uh, so fair yeah, enough. after the trial ended, uh, they find the real uh, killer. No spoilers. Uh, Governor Miller author. <laughs> Miller author. Amazing. <laughs> and after the trial ended, Leona still went to jail as she tampered with the crime scene. Wright declared that he will wait for her and confessed his love for her. To which she responded by running to into his arms with tears in her eyes. The end. <laughs> I almost want you to not describe the other two plots in case that we do watch this. I, I mean, wanna... on the one hand, that's ludicrous. On the other hand, congratulations to all lesbians. Uh, yeah, the second one uh, features Francisca shows up. Maya Faye shows yes. up in the second one. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. I The third one is so insane. I just need to read you at least the first couple sentences yeah here. no give me like the general um, summary of the like not the entire case but like the, the the premise taking place between the first two musicals edgeworth the focus of this one has been wandering the world for several years trying to find a new reason for practicing law as he boards a flight to visit his hometown in california he runs into a hopeless loser and wannabe ladies man larry butts oh my god after both fall asleep on the plane they wake up to discover that they are somehow in the past when Gregory Edgeworth, Miles' father, was still alive and what? find themselves embroiled in a murder investigation involving a woman named Allison Teresa. Holy shit. Wait, are they both Miles like is determined. Much. Miles is determined to unravel what happened, even if it means prosecuting against his own father. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. That is uh, so wild. There's some wild stuff going on there. Um, I this is great. This is good for fan fiction. <laughs> this is good for the people. All of these sound ludicrous. Would you yeah, watch? Just would ludicrous you watch in the best it, way. No. Oh my god. Maybe. No. <laughs> no. Maybe. I no, can, can I play man, a drinking no, game? No, I would never. Maybe. <laughs> a drinking game where like yeah, every I time... would need to be like a minimum two drinks in, but that's not impossible. That's that's uh. not impossible. But uh, oh my god, they sound awful. I love it. <laughs> Shout out to all lesbians. You owe, you've given Thanks. way more to society than the United States government has. <laughs> that's not difficult. Yeah, that bar is kind of uh, low, but I'm sure they appreciate it. Yep. Okay. I think that might will uh, that'll that'll do it for us this week, <laughs> folks. Right? I think that's a good note to end it on. Yeah, we dropped yeah. like a crazy bomb of like whatever that was. Well, now it's yeah, time listen, to go. Th this is knowledge I've been holding for a while. It just really didn't have a chance to bring it up, you know. Um, oh, it's so wonderful. it's Thank it's you. a it's a wonderful little corner of the Ace Attorney world. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod on co-host at Ace Attorney or on our website, updatedautopsy.report. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, as well as the YouTube uploads of Desi and I and Iroh playing through the game, uh, you can follow me on all social media, uh, at Yotsuben. Desi, where can people find you? Uh, at Yes, this is Des on Twitter, if you want to see what I'm obsessing over at the time. And Tiago. At Tiago S. Dutra on various social medias, uh... Me, we, me, Ben and Iroh just finished Paranormal Side on the YouTube channel. It's pretty fun. Yeah, by the time this goes up, I believe all episodes should be live. So if you want to check that out, it's a really, really neat visual novel uh, that we did on the side. Um, so check that out. Uh, and Rose. Um, you can find me at Rose Nonsense on a co-host mostly, and sometimes Tumblr. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you will rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Next episode, we will uh, be jumping into the one and only Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. And if you are playing along with us, we are going, since this is broken up into chapters, uh, we are going to be playing Prologue 1 and Prologue 2 for next episode. Uh, so we're going to try to divide this up into, I think, five chunks. So if you're going to play along with us, uh, play through Prologue 1 and 2, which are basically the in introductions for both Leighton and Phoenix. And uh, and next time we will delve into our discussion on that. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.